It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. The first debate in the 2020 presidential election is in the history books. 20 of the 25 declared candidates for the Democratic nomination vied for precious airtime during the four hours of questioning spread over two consecutive nights. We'll get to that coverage in a moment, but first... The Supreme Court officially ended its current term on Thursday, handing down the final decisions of the session, including the two biggest cases they heard this year. In a decision that could have severe electoral ramifications in a 5-4 to four vote on partisan gerrymandering, the Supreme Court ruled that the federal courts have no place in settling fights over how district lines are drawn. That's the bad news. Thankfully, Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the liberals on the court in rejecting the Trump administration's attempt to put a citizenship question on the 2020 census. Writing for the 5-4 majority, Roberts said there was sufficient reason for concern about why the Commerce Department wanted to add that question. Critics say putting such a question on the census could result in minorities being undercounted. Trump tweeted that he'll ask lawyers whether it's possible to delay the census so his administration can take another swing at getting the question on the forms. After the Senate rejected the House emergency border funding bill because of the provisions added by progressives that guaranteed the money would be used to raise the standard of care for migrant children in the detention centers, Nancy Pelosi caved and brought the Senate-passed version without those protections up for a vote in the House. It passed by a vote of 305 to 102. And Donald Trump is in Japan for the G20 summit, where he already met with Russian President Vladimir Putin. When asked by reporters about discussing election interference with the Russian president, Trump looked at Putin and said, don't meddle in the election, and wagged his finger and said it again, don't meddle in the election. Yeah, that'll do the trick. Now back to the debates. Night two, which featured four of the top five candidates, was certainly more spirited and contentious than the first night, which Elizabeth Warren easily dominated. But it was Senator Kamala Harris on night two that had arguably the most game-changing moment, or five minutes, when the gloves came off and she challenged front-runner Joe Biden on his record when it comes to issues of race and civil rights. In this case, busing. In this campaign, we've also heard, and I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. I do not believe you are a racist, but I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. You also worked with them to oppose busing. You know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools. And she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me. So I will tell you that on this subject, it cannot be an intellectual debate among Democrats. We have to take it seriously. We have to act swiftly. As Attorney General of California, I was very proud to put in place a a requirement that all my special agents would wear body cameras and keep those cameras on. Senator Harris, thank you. Vice President Biden, you have been invoked. We are going to give you a chance to respond. Vice President Biden. It's a mischaracterization of my position across the board. I did not praise racists. That is not true. 
number one. Number two, if we want to have this campaign litigated on who supports civil rights and whether I did or not, I'm happy to do that. Harris was undeniably the breakout star of night two of the first debates. As for the others, frontrunner Joe Biden was obviously the biggest target of the night. He was pressed on many issues, including his vote on going to war in Iraq. You voted for the Iraq war. You have since said you regret that vote. But why should voters trust your judgment when it comes to making a decision about taking the country to war the next time? Because once we once Bush abused that power, what happened was we got elected after that. I made sure the president turned to me and said, Joe, get our combat troops out of Iraq. I was responsible for getting 150,000 combat troops out of Iraq, and my son was one of them. I also think we should not have combat troops in Afghanistan. It's long overdue. It should end. And I thirdly... I believe that you're not going to find anybody who has pulled together more of alliances to deal with what is the real stateless threat out there. We cannot go it alone in terms of dealing with terrorism. Bernie Sanders challenged Biden on that core difference. One of the differences that Joe and I have in our record is Joe voted for that war. I helped lead the opposition to that war, which is a total disaster. Second of all, I helped lead the effort for the first time to utilize the War Powers Act to get the United States out of the Saudi-led intervention in Yemen, which is the most horrific humanitarian disaster on Earth. And thirdly, let me be very clear, I will do everything I can to prevent a war with Iran, which would be far worse than disastrous war with Iraq. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is 100% listener supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com slash donate.